0: Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. One of my favorite quotes by a theologian that's not Martin Luther uh, is by St. Augustine. Some people call him St. Augustine, but I think he must have been from Florida, so that's why they call him St. Augustine. But anyway... um, St. Augustine said this somewhere in about the fourth to fifth century after Jesus. He said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in Thee. Wow. That's got to be like one of the greatest Christian thoughts ever uh, put to word, isn't it? Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. It's so true and so wise. So I want to ask you this morning, have you ever experienced a restless heart? (laughs) Have you ever experienced that? You know, that feeling that something's just not right in me, that feeling that something's missing. So you search, you begin a quest for a person or a place or a thing to fill that restless void in you. And yet nothing brings peace. Nothing that you find makes you content. If you can identify with this situation or this condition, then just know you've got lots of company. Lots of company. Welcome to the Restless Heart Club. This is a meeting today of the Restless Heart Club. From the beginning... From the time of Adam and Eve, people have looked for ways to fill that God-shaped void in our hearts that was caused by sin and separation from God. We were made for God, but sin separated us from God and left a torn spot in our soul and our spirit. But God, in his great mercy... While we were still sinners, sent Jesus to die for us. And whoever believes in him and receives him as Savior, he comes into them and he fills that void. He fills that void and brings us peace, contentment, and rest. And then after we receive him, from turning to him, to fill the void, then we turn daily to him to continue filling us for the journey. Because of sin, we're prone to wander. We're we're like sheep. We're prone to wander away from the God who fills us and gives us peace. So daily, he calls us back to turn back to him and be filled and be content. In him we find contentment, which is the opposite of restlessness. That condition where we go, I'm okay. The Lord is with me. You know, this contentment spoken of by St. Augustine is what Paul speaks about in Philippians 4 today. I just want to say this Is the end of our Philippians series and I really have enjoyed all the preaching on the book of Philippians and I encourage all of you to let Philippians be on your devotional list because if you read you can read the whole thing in about 20 minutes and you'll find a blessing every time you open it up it's just such a powerful little letter of Paul but here in Philippians 4, at the end of the letter, Paul writes, He says, I have learned how to be content. That's something we should listen to, right? I've learned how to be content no matter what's going on in my life. Whether I'm hungry or well fed, whether I'm high or low, no matter what's going on, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The secret of being content, he says. Notice, Paul doesn't say, or he says here, that uh, true Christian contentment happens in spite of life circumstances. It's not dependent upon what's going on around you or even in you. As Paul wrote this, think about it. He was in chains He was in chains and most likely facing the reality of execution. And he chose this time to write about contentment. And he says, Christian contentment is not about the absence of storms or the absence of trials in your life. True contentment is finding peace and security even in the midst of a storm or a trial. Even in the midst of a restless heart, you can find contentment. A Christian can be content because they know these promises because of their faith in Jesus Christ. We can be content because no matter what's going on, Jesus is with us. He is with us. He will never forsake us. He will never abandon us. We can be content because Jesus himself knows trials. He knows trials. And he's been through them. And who better to have by your side in the midst of a storm than someone who's weathered the storm? We can have peace because he promises to meet our needs. Did you hear that verse toward the end of the reading today? He said, our Lord will meet all your needs according to his abundant provision in Christ Jesus. Wow, what a promise that is. He'll meet all your needs. Uh, He's working whatever's going on in your life. He is at work for your good. That's his promise. Nothing can separate you from his love. All of these promises are like the rock of Jesus that we can stand on no matter what's going on in our lives today. Brothers and sisters, if God is for you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? Draw near to him. Whatever's going on in your life, even when you have a restless heart, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He is everything that we need for life and peace. A, a content Christian is one who believes these promises. A content Christian is a stable person. When life gets hard, they're able to stand firm because they find strength to stand firm in Jesus Like that parable Jesus told at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, the parable of the wise and foolish builders. He said, just to summarize it, he said, A foolish builder builds their house on the sand. And when the storms come and the rain comes and the wind blows and beats against the house, what happens to the house? It crashes because its foundation is on the sand. And then he says, "A wise builder, on the other hand, builds his house on a rock. And when the rain comes, and the waters come, and the wind blows and beats against the house, it falls because it had no found, because its foundation was on the rock. That's the wise builder. You know, this week." Uh, I've had this passage on my mind for a couple of weeks. That's usually how I do these things. I read it and then kind of put it away so the, the Lord will work on me to show me what he wants me to say. And, uh, and so this week, I don't know, have you heard that old saying of, like, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail to you? <laughs> Uh, you know, that's, that's what that basically means is that that same kind of phenomenon happens if you buy a new Ford, then everybody on the street you see is driving a Ford, right? That's how that works. Well, this week, I had this passage on my mind, and I kept running into it everywhere I went. Um, the first one was a lady that I visited at the hospital my first time to talk to her. Her husband was on life support and she told me what had happened was they were home. He stood up beside the bed and he sat down and fell over dead. Had a heart attack just like that. And she called nine one one. They were able to revive him, but he had been out for too long. And so he was at the hospital on life support with no brain activity. And, uh, I introduced myself and we visited for a while and she kind of told me their story and I said to her you know you seem remarkably okay <laughs> and and she said well I'm okay because I know he's okay and she said he's okay because I know where he's going because he believes in Jesus and I'm okay because I know who's with me. You know, she had peace and contentment in a horrible situation because she was standing on the rock. Uh, And then another one was a young woman who just had so many hurts and disappointment in life. Her life started out good, but then things went south really fast. And she tried to compensate with substances and other things. And she had gotten to a point where her life was really in the pit. And when I sit down to visit with her, it was because somebody called me and told me she was suicidal. So I went to talk to her. And, you know, if you ever want to feel uh, powerless, be in a situation like that as a counselor, and uh, and so all I can do is point her to where I know the power is, and that's in Jesus. And so we started talking about Jesus, and we started talking about where he was right now, where we could find him in all of these things that she was experiencing right now. And I told her about some of these promises, and I told her specifically about this passage about finding the secret to being content no matter the circumstances. And you could see the spirit of God and the word of God starting to work on her and bringing her peace. And at the end, she held out her hands to me and said, would you pray for me? And we prayed. And uh, and at least in that moment she found peace. And I pray that the peace of the Lord will continue to be her rock, that she can stand on. So that was the second one. And then the last one was another lady who was 90 something years old. And, uh, and I went to talk to her for the first time. And we were talking and, and she was still sharp as a tack. And she said, uh, uh, we were talking about Jesus and then I started talking about heaven and I said what do you think it's going to be like when you get there and she said oh I know what it's like I was like great tell me about that (laughs) and she said well I know what it's like because I've been there she said I've been there and I said I need to know more and she said well when I was a little girl I had an operation And I died during the procedure. And she said, I remember walking toward a light down a passageway. And at the end of it, you've all heard these stories before. At the end of it, so there must be something to it, right? At the end of the passageway was Jesus holding out his hand for her. And she was a little girl, like eight to ten years old, somewhere in there. And she was walking toward Jesus, and she started crying. And the Lord asked her, why are you crying? And he said, and she said, I want my mom. And the Lord said, so be it. And she went back and woke up to her mom. And now, like 80-something years later, that story was still with her, and and she was able to be facing death with peace and contentment because she knew where she was going, and she knew who was going to be there when she got there. She had found peace and contentment and strength in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, these are three stories of people who have found the secret of being content no matter the circumstances. There are umpteen million more stories like that. But I want to ask you, how about you? Do you have contentment today? Do you have contentment in your heart? Is your heart at rest? Or do you have a restless heart today? You know, are you constantly looking for peace but never finding it? Do You have that sense of perpetual unease, hung up on past hurts and disappointments. Maybe you have fear and anxiety about the future. You know, Christians are not exempt from these trials of life. Jesus said that in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you're looking for contentment or peace today, Will you turn your restless heart to Jesus? Ask him to give you peace. Ask him to fill you up and give you peace. He is the prince of peace, you know. He is the prince of peace. Ask him for his contentment and his strength to get through so that you can be like the 90-year-old lady and have peace standing firm on the rock because you know whose you are, and you know where you're going. Today, Jesus wants you to know this, the secret of being content. Whatever your circumstances, you can do all things through him who gives you strength. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.